Once again, for myself, Lorca Mullen, and my co-host, Simon Cross, here at Let Me Tell You Something, to go through our Meltzer five-star project. We've just gone past a, another key moment in the five-match run of Kenta Kabashi. He's had his three singles matches now, and now we are entering the final match of 1993 for the All Japan team, as it's the Real World Tag League. Very often, uh, in the eyes of many, the biggest tour of the year for All Japan. And it's the f- grand finale as the top two teams battle it out to win it all. And those teams just happen to consist of the four pillars of heaven of All Japan. As Mitsuharu Masawa teams up with Kenta Kabashi to face off against the Holy Demon Army of Toshaki Kawada and Akira Tawe. Now, Simon, we've seen all these guys before in six-man combinations. We've seen a few of them in singles matches uh, with Kabashi and Kawada against each other. But this is stripped, This is like the Beatles of all Japan wrestling finally getting to perform all together. So was there a high sense of anticipation on your own behalf? Oh, well, yeah. I think all of these guys have been in a five-star match, of a mutual five-star match of ours, if memory serves me yes, correct. that's right. They were all uh, with Kawada, Kabashi, and Misawa on one side of the team and Tawe on the other side. But then, of course, like I said, when Jumbo Saruta had to essentially go into semi-retirement at this point due to illness and never really returning to relevance again as a performer... Um, Kawada made the transition to the heel side essentially and so the teams are evened out and these are the four most important <clears throat> figures in all Japan at this time um, they're the ones that are going out there every every show and probably at least one of them are in the main event yeah and this is for maybe the biggest prize in all Japan outside of the triple crown because not only is it like the annual tag team tournament which is of great importance in the all Japan calendar uh, but it's also for the vacated All Japan Tag Team titles. They Around this time, they will be vacated for these tournaments. Oh, okay. They have to be put up they for grabs. They have to be put up for grabs in the tournament. Okay, okay. That obviously explains like the wide variety, because you have some like <laughs> straight-up tag teams um, in this. I mean... Um, yes, the video clip... That for, for, those, yeah, for those who uh, will want to watch... Uh, the video me and Lorcan watched, um, the actual match we're about to discuss doesn't start until about the 15-minute mark. But we do get a great package of just the highlights of the tournament so far. Where we get it's to interesting. see some uh, Giant Baba action. Giant Baba and Stan Hansen. It's, yes. it's an interesting Basically, what was the, at that time, Stan Hansen was in a team with Ted DiBiase. Uh, DiBiase had retired from WWE in August and pretty much immediately went back to All Japan, which is where he'd been going before he signed up with the WWF in 1997, and he picked up where he left off as a tag team with Stan Hansen. It's really weird, if you look it up in 93, seeing Ted DiBiase not with his million-dollar man outfit, but essentially being um, a fellow cowboy with Stan Hansen, like <laughs> dressing up the same as Stan Hansen. You should look it up. And also... You can tell Ted DiBiase's maybe used to a slightly less 
no one was kicking him in WWF quite like Kawada was kicking in, in all Japan. So I think well, it was Kawada's, a bit of an adjustment for him as well. Kawada's kicks are something truly to behold for anyone, uh, let alone a guy who spent the last six years with a uh, sort of softer style. But, uh, you know, as m- many more dates, I think he would have probably wrestled. Like, oh, that, was, tr- that was the trade-off for him going to all Japan, was fewer dates, harder work. Yeah. But that hard work was too much for him, and he suffered a career-ending injury very early on into this tour. And so they thought the only person of a stature that would not disappoint fans would be if Stan Hansen essentially formed a uh, dream team with Giant Baba. So we see some highlights of Baba in action. Baba's still to come. He was involved in a five-star match. So yeah. that might surprise you based on what you see with him in the clips. He's not the most mobile of athletes. He is really not. It's weird. He's like he's strong, s- but he's... He's a strange-looking guy. Oh, like, he's tall, no, but he's skinny I tall. Have, I have bigger biceps than him. And there are a yeah. few wrestlers that I should have bigger biceps than. Um, but he could he look he could still kill you though. That's the thing. Like yeah, he, he may catch he may dress like Mister Rogers um, when he does commentary and stuff like that. But there's something about him. He's just like that guy would probably like just crush me. If but they could. are not in their physical prime. Whereas no. these four guys are very much in their physical prime, and they go at it pretty much straight away. There's a very short feeling out process, and it's pretty much straight away big moves. Close calls, almost from the start. It's wrestled at essentially a, a, a sprint. Again. Yeah. The match is, you don't want to say only, but it's 23 minutes, and you feel like they could pack a hell of a lot more into this if they wanted to. Um, what was interesting, though, like we said, this whole thing, it feels like 93 has been about the story of Kabashi getting the big win. Yeah. And Kabashi takes shit kickings in this match at various points. He dishes out, but he takes it. Whereas Masawa, they barely lay a hand on him in the whole match. No, they 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 can't lay a glove on him. And when Masawa gets involved, he's usually clearing house, obviously because Kabashi's done done the, done the heavy lifting in the selling department. Mm. Uh, this 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 is possibly the most badass I've seen Masawa. Yeah. Um, he barely breaks a sweat. They do isolate him for a while, and they're just hitting him with as many big moves as they can. Um, yeah, that was like it was that sense. That was, I made a moat like hitting Masao with heavy duty bombs. They hit him with a don don, which is Akira Tawe's choke slam. Uh, that sort of is a goes into a kneel. Uh, from it's like a no lift choke slam. It's really weird. But it's, it's a weird. I like it. It's different. It's kind of almost like a choke slam variant of a Uranagi suplex, like the Rock Bottom yes. in a way. Yeah. It's like halfway between the two almost. Uh, with a combination... But the rock bottom has a lift. It's yeah. weird. It's like, this is more like a... I'd say like a Russian sort of leg sweep mm. kind of uh, vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, and K- Kawada teams up with him with a, with a back suplex. But also the key story of the match as well is Kawada's knee. It is in trouble from the start. And he's like hobbling early on without being hit necessarily. And there's a moment yeah. where Kabashi's in so much trouble that he just double legs... Kawada and just starts punching him in the knee. Like a speed bag. <laughs> yeah. He just hammers it. I mean, it, it, it works. Like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those moments where it's just like, I'll take anything I can get and just attack it. Mm. Yeah, well, like, yeah, like I said, 
like how Masawa looks so strong and, and Kawada looks like he's in a weakened state at this like it's the the journey of this whole long tournament's taking it out of him and he's obviously developed this knee injury throughout the tournament as it's gone on. Because there's a moment when Misawa gets in the ring, and like I say, whenever Misawa and Kawada face off, there's there's sparks, because that's the top two rivals in all Japan at the time. Yeah. And whilst Kabashi's trying to get his big win over anyone, Kawada's still looking for that big win against Misawa. He wants the scale, yeah. And so there's a moment in it where Kawada goes at him, Misawa, with, with knees, hits him with a series of knees, that rocks Misawa briefly, but then Misawa hits him with one forearm, elbow, and it drops Kawada immediately. And then he hits a Tiger Driver uh, straight after that. Yeah. You know? Not a 91 Tiger Driver, which is the head drop variant. It's the flat back bump Tiger Driver. Um, so, yeah, Misawa just, uh, just comes across as a as the ace. The unsto- like, he's just in his element and no one can touch him. He's like yeah. Schumacher in the 90s or Stephen Hendry in the 90s or Roger Federer for, in, in Wimbledon for several years. Or Ronnie Sullivan, whenever he can be bothered. Yeah, yeah, or Bjorn Borg or um, Wayne Gretzky, Cristiano Ronaldo. There's just like when he, he's hit that... Because at this point, he's the triple crown holder as well and he's held that, yeah. those belts for like over a year at this point, I believe. And that's the key thing. is like Kabashi's not quite at that level, so can the Holy Demon Army kind of put him away... Uh, possibly. And keep Masara away for long enough to do it. And can Kawada's knee hold up long enough for him to be able to do it? Um, And Kabashi is, like I said, the interesting thing with Kabashi is whilst he is like Ricky Steamboat in that he can elicit so much sympathy from the crowd and is selling so good, he has a viciousness to him that that Steamboat rarely showed. Like there's a moment where he's got to get Kabashi, where he gets Kawada into a, a half crab. And he just stomps on the back of Kawada's head before he applies it. Yeah. Repeatedly. And then he turns <clears throat> it into a Texas cloverleaf. And, and you de- this is another spot that's starting to come into prevalence as well, where the um, double submission spots, where one yeah. guy's got him in the submission hold, so his partner puts the other guy's partner in the submission hold as well to hold him off. Yeah. Um, which is really like a beautiful... I, I really liked it as a spot because it was like, I've, I've just got to stop this guy getting to him because... Previously, um, Tawai had been sort of the um, disruptor, sort of like there's been there was moments where um, Tawai had knocked Masawa off of um, the apron to prevent the tag when like Kabashi was in deep water. That's Tawai key, had already been around, just like making sure like them their team kept momentum. Yeah, that's the key feature in these all Japan tag matches when one guy spots that his teammates maybe got his opponents in a in a an in a in a vulnerable situation they take it on their that's like their sign to you know run interference to stop the other guy coming in you know like yeah. american football sort of uh, tactic or rugby as well up to a point um but yeah also like kawada hits kabashi with a back suplex and this is like i was saying before it's not just that you're getting moves like the Tiger Driver 91 that's a head drop or Steve Williams' back suplex that was a head drop before. You're seeing moves that before then would be taken on the shoulders on the and the back now being taken on the neck or the head or them doing a flip and just trying to time it so that it looks like they've landed directly on their head. And that's what happens again in this spot that Kawada hits the back suplex and it looks like Kabachi's been dropped right on his head. Um... So they're becoming more commonplace, as I said. It's now becoming the the, the done thing. 
in these like how it just became the done thing to do apron spots or the done thing to do suicide dives at this point now in all japan main event it seems like it's now expected some point during this past year or so someone gets dropped on their head you take a massive bit of head trauma at some Mm. point the um the thing is though the head trauma like head trauma i'm I'm being melodramatic but those those bits aren't where the main the crux of the story even is though it is kawada's leg yeah like kawada goes for a german suplex bridging german suplex on kabashi and at the one count his knee just buckles yeah and he can't hold on to him um and then it's like little bits though is uh, more than that he's got the um he goes for the abdominal stretch and he doesn't really have that afterwards and like obviously, Kenta breaks it up quite. Uh, Kabashi, Kenta Kabashi breaks it up quite quickly. But Kawada, I've seen Kawada apply holds like that in other matches, and he's been perfectly fine. But obviously, when he's selling this, like, like everything is an ordeal to him mm. after this point, and there's never a moment where he forgets that. Really, again, it's like it's, and I know he's not a heel in the traditional sense of things, but he is the heel as far as this is supposed to be. And yeah. so it's it's again it's a rare instance of him playing the heel in peril, as it were. Yeah. And you know, it's like when he goes for the power bomb like, as well yeah. later on. Yeah. And Misawa's just always one step ahead of him. Like he tries to backdrop out of a tiger driver, but Misawa lands on his feet and then just hits Kawada with a tiger suplex instead. Um they're just isolating him. He can't get to Akira Tawe. Uh, Kabashi runs in and, and takes him out with a drop kick, but then, uh, like, hits a drop kick, takes out Akira Tawe, but then Kawada has to have the hope spot where Kabashi comes at him with a flying tackle and Kawada returns, just turns him into a, an Enziguri in midair. Yeah. And so they're trading off big moves with each other, Enziguri from t- Kawada, and Kabashi responds with a lariat. Earlier in the match, Kabashi went for a moonsault, Kawada rolled out of the way, so that was a big tense moment, but even then, Kawada was in such a bad situation that Kabashi was the one that got up first from that, and traditionally, that's mm. supposed to be like the turning of the ebb of the flow of the match, that they miss the big move and then they're able to tag out, but instead, Kabashi misses the big move, but he's still able to get up before Kawada is. Yeah, and that's why Kawada, Kawada get desperate as well, because that's when he starts just throwing repeated headbutts straight into Kabashi's light temple. Mm. Um, there's a great moment to highlight the sort of viciousness uh, that we see out of, we're starting to see more and more about Kenta Kabashi. Um, the moment after the double power bomb spot where Kawada's leg just clearly doesn't have it, mm. um, Masawa tags Kabashi in and he is like a missile, just leaps and just straight that drop kick to the knee. Mm. It was a thing of beauty before the cra- before the half crab. Mm. But again, it's just like Kabashi gets in trouble, uh, crawls for the tag. Uh, Kiritawe hits a back suplex on him to prevent it from happening, but then Masawa just gets in anyway and takes out both men. And he hits like a released German on T- Toshiaki Kawada, then hits Akiratawe with a suicide dive, and that leaves Kawada open for Kabashi to hit him with the backdrop suplex. You've, you've gone, you've slightly skipped past one of my best mm. bits of this match is the moment Misawa gets in the ring, he hits that this sort of. A uh, spinning sort of Luke Harper esque forearm, mm. um, rolling and... elbow, I suppose, would be or yeah. rolling elbow, Chris rolling elbow. Those. and th- he hits both of them absolutely flush, and both of them look like genuine knockout blows. Mm. It- it's that crowning moment in this match where, like, Masao was just gone too 
sixth gear sort of thing. He's just gone to that place, mm. just take just taking bodies basically yeah, at this yeah. point. So yeah, like he takes out both men. Suicide dives Tawei on the outside, so that takes out Tawei, and that allows Kabashi to hit the backdrop suplex. One, two. Kabashi gets his three count. Kabashi gets a pinfall on Kawada, and Kabashi wins the Real World Tag League for the first time. The All Japan Tag Titles for the first time, mm. and it's obviously like the biggest. And he can barely stand up. Well, yeah. As just to go slightly backwards. As he when he goes for that back suplex, he sort of has to lift dead weight. Kawada, Kawada's not really responsive mm. um, at all. He, he just looks glazed, like a Krispy Kreme donut in his facial expression. Mm. And that I think that's why it's not to not slag off the back suplex, but that's why it's not like the moonsault that does it. I think if you see what I mean. But it seems like it seems like what it is is that Kabashi knows all these moves. But he doesn't necessarily have enough force behind them yet. That yeah. They're not as deadly as they could be. Whereas when Masawa hits you with his forearms, you're knocked out immediately. Kabashi yeah. hurts you, Masawa knocks you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and sort so, of like a Deontay Wilder haymaker against yeah, those Americans. He's been yeah, fighting. But- Masawa's not Deontay Wilder. He's got everything. No, That's the whole he's thing. far he's better. Like, <laughs> he is the ace of all aces at this point. He, he yeah. barely looks that phase. Like I said, he can stand up perfectly fine. Kawada's can barely get up off his feet because his knee's screwed. And Kabashi is also just utterly drained. Um, and and so that seems to be the key story of the match. Like K- Kobashi gets the big win, but there's still that question hanging over of if Masawa wasn't with him, is he there yet? I think. Yeah. I just want to ask a quick aside about Masara in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about this, just watching um, this this match and the previous Masara match we watched. Do you think part of Masara's sort of aura as like this really great wrestler is the fact that when you look at him as in the in in terms of his facial his face, he doesn't look like a wrestler. He looks more like an accountant. I think he has... I would say the thing that he reminds me of is uh, Bret Hart the most. He's big, but he's not too big. He can do everything. He executes everything perfectly. But he carries with him a stoicism. Like a... Like um, Not a John Wayne feel, but like a Gary Cooper. Like a, a, a sense of decency almost to him. That Bret Hart was so good at in his run as well. Like a father figure almost. Um, like he's not like a man that's sort of because he's got his moral compass compass perfectly aligned. Well, with I think it's that he's just level-headed. Like he always, he never loses his. Although Bret Hart did lose his temper in storylines with Jerry Lawler, particularly. But you get yeah. where I'm coming from. There's that sort of decency to him. He's not an overwhelmingly big monster mm. baby face or anything like that. He's not a Hulk Hogan. You know, when you look at these clips of Giant Baba, he's being hit with everything and somehow kicking out of everything. Like the, the the expression of everyone's like, why can't this guy stay down? And whether yeah. how much of that is just ego on Baba's part, I don't know. Similar to Inoki, um, I think just he has that that he has a sort of Zen calmness to him because he yeah. must have something that drew to the audience that maybe we can't quite see, maybe because we're taken so much by the the uh, not extravagant, well, well, but the larger well. displays of emotion from. 
Kawada in some ways and Kabashi in other ways. Yeah, well, we're not saying does, Masawa isn't as flashy, but he's he hits everything perfect. Like yeah, like we are we are drawn to Masawa, and for the reason that he he his moves are brilliant. He makes it look um, effortless. Yeah, so, well, Kabashi think... and Kawada look like they're putting a lot of effort into everything, and that's why. I think because he's not expressing like like in the same sort of way. He does express himself. He does just express, not but not as, in the same way. Yeah, not his facial expressions aren't as wildly, not even exaggerated, but they're not. Yeah. But some of us, some people aren't like that, and there must be something to that stoicism that the crowds respond to, because it is Masawa that they will champ for more than anyone. And he is. There's a reason he's the champion at this time. Him song. beating Jumbo was provoking tears from the crowd. You know, and and maybe Kabashi was getting there as well, but you know what I mean. Kabashi, like I he's said, not I think in that zone. Yeah. Misawa makes it look effortless. Yeah, and that's I can't. That's kind of with Bret Hart as well. Bret Hart made everything look good. That you know he can even that he could make everyone look good. Well, I'm not gonna. You know, let's not get into the whole Bret Hart loving that I'm more than happy to take part in. <laughs> but that's kind of the close thing I would say is like the close thing to a Japanese Bret Hart. I think it's just. There's a zenness to him. Mm, mm. At the start, um, when they're all obviously being announced, there's just one moment where Kabashi's just like bouncing up on the spot. Mm. And I think all all, uh, Misawa does is just like tweak his peck like once or twice, going, yeah, that, 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 that's ready. Mm. That'll do. Not even in like a flashy way. He's just going, oh, that, was that a twinge? No, no, I'm cool. Seems closer to Tenru. Whilst Jumbo actually was really good at playing to the crowd. Uh, Misawa doesn't seem to feel the need to do that. Maybe he doesn't have to do that because he just provokes these reactions the way that he is. Yeah, but it is interesting. Like you, I don't know if you stayed through to like the ceremony and everything. Uh, I didn't um, stay through all that. I would say Misawa's a bit Federer esque. You know yeah. what I mean in terms of his facial expressions yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and so, well, when they're interviewed afterwards, Misawa's very softly spoken, doesn't really go into much. And when Kabashi's interviewed he's very emotional so i think that's maybe why and maybe that's something that translates cross cultures a bit more easily there might be something to masawa that's inherent to japanese culture that we don't quite get in that stoicism like you know in in japan i remember seeing a thing where tom green went to japan and he was making noise on the train and everyone like in japan you do not make noise on the train (laughs) so maybe there's something to that you don't make as big a display train beers in japan must be a right laugh Mm. But you know what I mean? This is yeah. where, you know... So maybe there is something to Misawa that, that that provokes a reaction from, you know, Japanese... Like like how I'm sure every other culture looks at us with, like, um, Morecambe and Wise or something. And they're just like, <laughs> what? Why? Why is this funny? Why? You know? <laughs> well, I always say, like, I always say, like, if you ask British people what, what TV show or something... Like, if you depict something that defines Britishness... I think a lot of people would say Blackadder. But if you ask people outside of Britain what defines Britishness, they'd say Mr. Bean. And yeah. I think maybe, you know, so maybe there's something to that. Like maybe Blackadder something that outside of Britain they wouldn't get as much as they do Mr. Bean. I'm not saying Kenta Kabashi's wrestling's Mr. Bean. But do you know where I'm coming from? <laughs> yeah, like some things just translate um, differently to the outside world. So, Simon... Would you give this match? You've given one out of the four matches we've watched so far of this Kabashi streak five stars. You have given another match involving Kabashi 
and all these men five stars, is this another match that you'll be giving five stars to? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Sorry, you seem to have found your, 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 your... Me guy. Yeah, well, just your type of wrestling. So what is it about these All Japan matches that seem to be appealing to you then? To go back to the first one I gave, uh, the six-man tag, there was no man left behind in a multi-man. Um, everyone played their part expertly. And even though that was quite a long one, I think the six-man tag was like north of 30, 40 minutes that we watched. I don't have the exact timings in front of me. Mm. But I, I was just kept hooked through to the end. Um, and obviously the other two I've given it to are shorter matches, but... I, I I just throughout I was just like watching it. I'm like, this is good. Like, I I actually care about who wins this match. Mm. I'm gonna go against that again. So we're getting close to being even now in our totals. I still really, 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 really like this match, but I felt like there was more to come in the future where maybe the others are up to Misawa's level. And that maybe they're given more than the 30-minute time limit that they had to work within for this match. So I'm not quite there, but I wouldn't. I have no problem with other people who are there. You hold no problem with me, Simon. We can be <laughs> friends still. That's all right. See, when I when I when you've given a five star and I haven't, I get questions. But see, I, I'm I'm easy going. <laughs> so yeah, I just didn't feel like I. That's not to say Misawa's role wasn't played perfectly, but I don't yeah. think what Misawa was offering this match worked for me enough for it to make it the sort of match that I love. Okay. Because he I, is I that do... level above everyone in this match, it feels. Yeah. And I didn't... I don't like that as much. I guess I want there to be a sense of... Like, anyone could have been pinned, and it felt like there was no way Misawa was going to be pinned. Even in those six-man tag matches... Like, Misawa could have pinned Jumbo. Jumbo could have pinned Misawa. But I that's didn't it. feel that in the slightest in, in, in like, this match. Mm. But I did really, really, really like this match. I just didn't quite five-star it. That's fair So, enough. after the end of this Kabashi-a-thon, you have actually out-five-starred out me. You've gone two to my one. Interestingly, though, three of the five matches have a five-star from one of us. So, and we're almost acting as if this is the last we'll see of Kabashi. We've got a lot of Kabashi stuff. Oh, to God. See. Yeah, no, we're nowhere near I mean, the end. Do you think now, Simon, if you're starting to, you're ever asked to make it your favourite wrestlers list, Kabashi could be getting up there sometime? His stock rises the more and more I see of him. Well, we will have plenty more of Kabashi to see in the near future. But we're leaving all Japan pro wrestling. But we are sticking with All Japan, but it's All Japan Women, as it's another Joshi match that we've got for our next one coming up. And it is Dynamite Kanzai and Mayumi Ozaki face off against Manami Toyota and Toshio Yamada. It is the rematch to the two out of three falls match that I did give five stars to and Simon did not. So we have that to look forward to next time. And who knows, maybe second time's the charm. Yes, although I think it's the third match in the series, but the second of the three matches to get five stars from Meltzer. But until then, Simon, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, people can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm sewn under Simon Cross Free. Um, 
so known for each of the crown that Misawa ha- held going into this match. Mm. Well, at the end of this match, he's holding five belts and a lot of big, bloody heavy trophies by the looks of things. Um, my name is Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for um, Akira. N for... Um, Nakira. Nakira, yeah. Uh, that's my Twitter account. That's my Instagram account. That's my Letterboxd account. If you put that in gmail.com at the end of that, that's my email address. If you want to get in touch with the show, our email address is lmtyspod at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, then it's just lmtyspod. There's nothing much left to say other than my name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five-star time. Until the next time.